The Blue Jackets have a game tonight. Uh, it's a team that they played, like, literally a week ago. So let's see if they can recreate the win, but maybe not quite as stressful or uh, exciting. Let's see if the Blue Jackets can do better than a 6-4 victory against Montreal. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, some surprising stats to come from the season so far. All that's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, excitement, yelling, ranting, game recaps, game previews, all of the above, and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen to the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe over there, then um, it's a fun time. Helps me out, helps you out. Everybody wins. And uh, speaking of winning, that's what I'd like the Blue Jackets to do tonight as they face the Montreal Canadiens for the second time in, I think, six days. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that game uh, later on. But first, I wanted to uh, spend a little bit of time talking about uh, something that I have been curious about myself. And so I went and, and looked about how bad the Blue Jackets are in terms of possession, because I feel like the Blue Jackets are getting outshot basically every game. But I wanted to go in and look and see, are some players skewing that? Are some players doing surprisingly well? Are some players, you know, just getting caved in and that's what's throwing off the average? Um, And the answer is yes to all of that, but uh, it's maybe a little bit surprising as in terms of who. So uh, I wanted to look at specifically Corsi uh, because that's frankly the one that I know the most about uh, and the one that I can kind of riff on uh, kind of just off the cuff. Um, And so of the Blue Jackets that are healthy right now, uh, there are two Blue Jackets that are above 50% Corsi. Um, There are actually eight in total, but... Six of them are injured, so it's it's fine. The Blue Jackets are doing just fine here. Um, it's definitely super great that all of the positive possession players are injured. Um, I will say shout out uh, to, though he is injured, Patrick Laine is currently leading the team in Corsi 4 percentage at 59.65. Uh, he's been on the ice for about 160 minutes, and he has had, uh, or not he specifically, but while he has been on the ice, there have been 207 shot attempts versus 140 against. So uh, shout out to Patrick Liner, who everyone has been saying is bad defensively and doesn't back check and blah, blah, blah. But he's out here leading the team in possession. So how about that? Um, honorable mentions to Ada Boquist, Zach Grensky, Justin Danforth, and Nick Blankenberg for also coming out with a positive Corsi for percentage. Um, but I want to talk about a couple of players specifically. Uh, one of those players is Johnny Gaudreau, which is... Uh, not particularly surprising, I don't think. Uh, he's a very good transition player. Um, 
he's just very all-round good. Um, and so he's at a 52.82 Corsi 4 percentage. Um, while he's been on the ice, there have been 393 uh, shot attempts for, essentially, and uh, 351 shot attempts against. So it's about breaking even. It's not nearly as uh, wide as Patrick Laine's differential, but for a team that has been as bad as the Blue Jackets have, the fact that Johnny Gaudreau is managing to pull a positive Corsi 4 percentage out of that is pretty impressive. More impressive, potentially, is uh, Kent Johnson, who is the other player who is uh, a positive uh, Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, he's only at 50.4%, uh, 172 shot attempts for versus 169 against in only 189 minutes. But... Uh, Considering there's been a lot of talk, and this is something that I've kind of wanted to bring up on the podcast um, for a, a couple of days now, for all of the talk that Brad Larson has been doing about how he needs to learn to play the right way. Yeah, offense is great, but he needs to play a complete game. They need to be patient with him, etc., etc., etc. Ken Johnson, night in, night out, is one of this team's best players, possession-wise, uh, offense-wise. Like, he's... He's doing everything that they want him to do, and he still cannot seem to get that top-line spot that, frankly, it is deserved. Um, I like uh, I like Bemstrom on that top line. I like Gus Nyquist on that top line uh, with Gaudreau and Jenna. Jenna, by the way, clocking in at 48.6%, uh, so just under. Um, he's also leading all forwards in ice time, I believe, uh, by the... Only by a little bit. He's got about two minutes more than Johnny Gaudreau on the season so far. But um, it's it's real close. But I, at this point in time, I feel like when you put those three players together, good things happen. Whether it's on the power play, whether it's at even strength. You know, they've had a couple of games where the team has been losing. And then they've put those three players together and something has gone extremely well. I just I don't know why you wouldn't set yourself up for success by uh, by using that that line um, tonight's line I believe the top line Gus Nyquist is in that spot which is fine I don't hate it but when you could have Kent Johnson on that line making things happen and I know they want him to kind of learn to play center it's just it's so frustrating um, to to see that when the rest of the team has been just so god-awful, possession-wise especially. Um, I also wanted to, um, again, this is not a Eric Branson hate podcast, I promise. Um, I did want to point out some defensive numbers. Um, Vladislav Gavrikov has been extremely not great. He's at 35.97. Uh, he's been leading, he's leading the entire team. In, uh, in minutes played, he's at 404 minutes played, uh, which I believe is about 50 more than uh, literally any other player. Um, I think second is Johnny Gaudreau or potentially Andrew Peak um, at 364 minutes. Um, Peak has also been bad. Erica Branson has been extremely bad. Um, but something interesting here is that third line. Uh, that third line, excuse me, that fourth line, Eric Robinson and Sean Corelli have been just brutal in terms of possession uh, this season. And yeah, sure, they've been scoring, but they haven't been creating offense in basically any like momentum shifting way. 
So again, completely like I understand them playing that line together because it it gets results and they love Mathieu Olivier for some reason. But man, that line could be so much better. Um, and it's just extremely, extremely frustrating to to watch this team play hockey sometimes. But um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I didn't really have like a great overarching point. I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, some players are really tanking the team's overall possession numbers. Um, I don't know where the team sits in terms of um, like overall possession in the league, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it's not great. Uh, they are 30th in the league in terms of possession. The only teams worse than them, the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. So uh, let's see if they can kind of fix that at some point, uh, because I would very much like to watch a team that is good offensively and defensively and not just a team that has somehow managed to create a win out of allowing 49 or 50 shots on goal. But that's that's beside the point. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens, who have literally just been in town, I feel like, but there's been a couple of uh, changes on the Blue Jacket side, a couple of changes on the Canadian side. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time to take a million different supplements or, you know, create my own specialized nutrition plan uh, i wanted better gut health i wanted more energy i was getting sick all the time and honestly i kind of want to see what the hype was about i've been using ag1 for a couple of months now and i really love it honestly um it doesn't taste super healthy it has this kind of tropical taste that's you kind of it's pretty nice but what is ag1 well it is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. So if you have not yet tried AG1, then you really need to. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's talk Canadians, uh, because they just came off of maybe one of their worst worst performances of the season versus the Blue Jackets, uh, who kind of came off a performance that was not great, uh, but they really took advantage of a team playing poorly um, in terms of in terms of the the Florida Panthers. So. The Canadiens uh, are 9-9-1. They just lost to Buffalo. I think 5-1 to one was the final score. They played literally last night. Um, their goaltending is starting to go back to earth. Um, I would expect to see Jake Allen tonight. Uh, they played Samuel Montembeau last time. Uh, he's the better goalie at the minute, but for, for better or worse, Jake Allen is the starter. I would expect to see Allen, um, especially in terms of you know last night being just a complete nightmare. Um, Jonas Corposalo will be starting for the Blue Jackets. He's 3-2-1. and one. He's got an 8-9-7 save percentage at the minute, so hopefully they can kind of bump that up a little bit. Um, that top line 
Montreal continues to be a problem. Cole Caulfield has four goals in his last five games. Nick Suzuki has six points in his last five games. Uh, Kirby Dak on that line is just a revelation. Um, in terms of, you know, taking a center and putting him on the wing and watching him succeed, like the Blue Jackets should look at what Montreal is doing with Kirby Dak and maybe apply that to Ken Johnson because Kirby Dak has had a real strong start to the season. I know a lot of people in Chicago are like, he's a bust, he's useless, he's bad. He should have been drafted third overall. And then you look at what he's doing. Obviously, it's still very early in the season, but I feel like that's, um, that's something that the Blue Jackets should point to in terms of Ken Johnson and be like, hey, look, if they have found success with Kirby Dark doing this, then maybe we can do the same thing with Ken Johnson. So that's something that I'm going to be paying attention to is how they've been utilizing Kirby Dark. Um, I'm going to watch that specifically this game. Um, in terms of the Blue Jackets, players to watch, Boone Jenner has four goals in his last five games. Johnny Gaudreau has five assists. Uh, Boone Jenner continues. I believe Boone Jenner is leading the team with goals at the minute, which is still extremely funny. Um, he was doing this last season. I think he was the first Blue Jacket to 10 goals, which, sure. And then obviously many guys overtook him. Um, Johnny Gaudreau has 18 points in 18 games as well, which... Like you can't. That's that's him as advertised. Would he like? Would I like him to have a couple more? Sure, but it feels like he's clicking. He's finding his way. Um, yeah, Bujana has eight goals in the season. Johnny Gaudreau only has seven, so he's got eleven assists on the season. Which I mean, that again, that feels like what is advertised about Johnny Gaudreau. That feels like about right for the ratio. I believe last season he had forty goals uh, and one hundred and fifteen points. So that's what seventy five assists. I don't know if my math is right on that, but the ratio is about. So I'm looking for Johnny Gaudreau to have another strong night. He had a three-point night against Florida. Um, I would love him to do the same against Montreal. Um, like I said, Gopsalo is starting. A couple of other lineup notes for the Blue Jackets. Um, Brendan Gaunt is sitting. Uh, Liam Foodie is going back in. And Igor Chinikov is out uh, with... Uh, I don't believe anyone has officially said it's an injury, but he's missed a couple of practices and no one has said that he's sick. Uh, so he'll be out. Uh, Jack Rostovic is going back into the lineup. Uh, Trafik Zolanski will be in that top six spot with uh, Sillinger and Johnson on that uh, second line, which I, again, do not do not hate. I think that could be a really fun line. I think that is a line that could cause problems on purpose. I think, interestingly, actually speaking, um, as I did of Johnson in the first segment, he's been playing on the left wing for most of the season. He has moved to the right wing for this game. Um, is that where they're like shifting him so he can move up to that top line potentially i don't know but um i thought it was interesting that he's been playing on the left wing most of the season and they've just bumped him over to the right wing i mean it could be that other players are stronger on the left the blue jackets have more left wings at the minute than right wings i don't know but i just thought uh i i noticed that when i was kind of flipping through and thought it was uh thought it was interesting so that's uh I should probably do a prediction for this game before I forget and get distracted by the mailbag. Um, I'm going to go with a 5-3 Blue Jackets win. I think it's going to be another messy game, but slightly less messy. Um, I think opening the scoring, I think it's going to be Johnny Gaudreau. Again, I know I keep betting on him, and he keeps doing the thing. So my money is going to be on Johnny Gaudreau to open the scoring. And uh, in a minute, we've got a couple of mailbag questions. Uh, so we are going to answer those. That's what we're coming up next on Locked on Blue Jackets. So I have some serious questions and uh, a not-so-serious question. Um, the first one is, uh, what do you think it would take to uncurse Nationwide? And at this point, I genuinely do not know. Uh, it's it's bad out there. Um, everyone is injured. Everyone is injured long-term. Um, like, 
I feel like they've tried, they must have tried, you know, smudging it with sage. Like, are we at the point where they have to sacrifice a goat? Maybe. Will that help? Who knows? But at this point, it cannot hurt. Um, next question. Highlights in my mind of uh, Trafix Walensky's game. Trafix Walensky is a guy that plays a Boon Jenner-like game, I think. That's that's really the, the, the easiest way. I've always um, compared him to kind of a combination of Matt Cal and Cam Atkinson. Um, he's small, he's fast, he runs around there like a pinball, he's like a little Tasmanian devil, um, he's not afraid to get mixed up into, in things, uh, he can score, he can hit, he can pass, he's, I don't know, I just, I love his game, I think his game is extremely well suited for the current system that the Blue Jackets are running, I think his game is extremely suited to the NHL, um, he's kind of been unlucky in terms of being, you know, probably 14th on the depth 13th or 14th on the depth chart so far this season and you know for the past couple of seasons but with these injuries he's really taking advantage of that um i liked his game a lot against uh florida he didn't do uh, a ton but he did enough i think and obviously brad last agrees he's on that second line and like i said previously i think a uh, fix Walansky cylinder johnson line could be uh, kind of under the radar fun um i think that could be uh, that could be a lot of fun. I'm going to be, again, looking out for Kirby Dak, one. Two, looking out for how that line plays, because I think that could be a, a really fun line to uh, to uh, pay attention to. Um, with the injury curse rising again, obviously Igor Shinikov uh, is the, the newest victim. Who of the new kids should be getting more playtime slash experience than isn't? I mean, I'm going to say Ken Johnson. You know I'm going to say Ken Johnson. Um, looking at some other guys, though, like, honestly... I would really like to see uh, Cole Sillinger be getting more ice time. Uh, he's, uh, in terms of forwards, he's fifth at the minute, but I think that's generally just due to injuries. Uh, he's been getting, he's played in all 18 games so far, um, but he's been averaging between 11 and 15 minutes a night, and I want Cole Sillinger to be playing more than that. Um, someone else that I like a lot that hasn't been getting a ton of ice time is uh, Liam Foody. I think Liam Foody has shown, again, he's one of those players, he keeps showing flashes of what he can be, and he, he keeps seeing flashes of that player that he was in the bubble against Toronto, where he was just a nightmare to play against. And I really do think that he can kind of reach that again. But again, he's averaging, I think, just over 10 minutes of ice time. He's played 10, 10 games, and he's at 111 minutes. Um I would really like to see more from Liam Foody. Um, the other guy as well that I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, Marcus Bjork has continued to impress me. Um, he's been quarterbacking that first power play unit because all of the other Blue Jackets defensemen that can do that are, you know, dead. And uh, I think he's been holding up. He's been holding his own. Um, so maybe not necessarily. I think he deserves more ice time right now because he's getting a fair amount. But he's a guy that I would like to see stick in the lineup when guys start coming back. And if that means, you know, maybe a guy like Jake Bean has to fight to get back in the lineup, then so be it, I think. Competition is good, um, especially when the Blue Jackets have as many good young defensemen. Um, and so Marcus Bjork, I think, is my pick for guy that maybe not necessarily more ice time right now, but I want to see him continue to get 18 or more minutes of ice time. I don't think, I think he probably will go back to Cleveland, but I will be mad about it. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow we'll be breaking down tonight's game. Hopefully we'll be breaking down a win, but I'm not 
holding my breath. Um, I assume it's going to be another messy game like last time. So we'll see how that goes. We'll break that down in tomorrow's episode. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, then please do so. We are on our way to the next milestone. I'm very, very excited about that. And uh, I'm also excited about tonight's game. I think it's going to be messy, but I also think it could be fun. I hope it's more fun than the last Canadians game because that was messy and bad. This should be messy and good, I hope. And uh, like I said, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But until then, make sure you stay locked on.